Hello, everyone. I am Brenda Marcello, sitting across from Michael Nyselik. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast. It's a late Sunday night uh, outside the Auburn Athletics Complex. We are sitting on a bench recording this, looking at beautiful Jordan Hare Stadium. Michael's actually looking at a wall of glass. And there are a um, handful of bats circling overhead. Yes, so seriously, there are bats flying slightly around. Slightly terrifying. I guess they didn't get the memo that Batman Day was Saturday. Hey, uh, Auburn, a winner, fifty-one to fourteen at Missouri. But before we get into that and much more on this just jam-packed episode, presented by WeHaveDonuts.com. D o u g h nuts.com. They sell donuts. Gourmet Donuts in Birmingham, coffee shops all around. Go to their website for more information. I believe they're also delivering donuts to Prevail Union Coffee Shops in Bur- uh, excuse me, Montgomery and Auburn. We have Donuts.com, a proud sponsor of the Auburn Undercover Podcast, the number one podcast among Auburn Undercover subscribers. Uh <laughs> Uh, Mike, uh, Auburn destroyed Missouri and likely uh, put another nail in the coffin of Barry Odom's uh, career as a head coach at Mizzou. 51-14, probably should have been 51-7. Auburn put its backups in, and Mizzou kept its starters in and and scored another touchdown. But absolutely dominating performance. My report card, I gave straight A's. I don't think you could do anything less considering special teams kicking 50-yard field goals, not allowing punt returns. Offense putting up nearly 500 yards and also scoring five touchdowns in the red zone. Running game getting over 200 yards. And the defense doing what it always does this season is just keeping uh, opponents out of the red zone, acting like a cement wall, and uh, not allowing anything to happen. But what was your biggest takeaway from the game? Missouri is not very good. Yeah, well, that that's one. For, uh, for me was Jarrett Stidham being very accurate at the deep ball i would like to see it against a better team um you still have to be accurate didn't had time to throw though yes um mizzou's defensive line was good according they, to stats on they, paper they picked their spots pretty nicely so um i like the play call i, I mean i we talked about this on uh, facebook live tonight which was uh, memorable if you missed it um the running back situation and how they handle that going forward is the most interesting thing to me because Carrion didn't look 100%. He no. said after the game he was 80-85. Cam Petway dresses but gets held out for an injury that they said he suffered last week, but we don't really know if it's an extension of the heel injury that he had previously, a new injury, or re-aggravating that injury, which they wouldn't confirm in the first place. And if that sounds confusing, it is confusing. Um <laughs> They had opportunities. Uh, look, they were better than three teams in the first four games that they played. And they gave Petway 34 carries against Mercer and now 18 carries for carry-on against Missouri when he probably only needed a handful. I mean, really, honestly. Well, you have 15 it, carries in the first half, only three in the second yeah, half. Yeah, you didn't need 15 in the first half. Well, what, what do you do? What's you your, go to, uh, I think you go to Cam Martin. Cam Martin showed, and you put, I think you tweeted this a couple of times, Cam Martin looks like the only healthy back on this. I mean, on the top of rotation is the by far the healthiest yes, guy there. Well, of course, yeah. And his uh, speed is so dangerous. Um, every time he's got on the field, he broke a big run. I mean, the opener uh, against Missouri did it. Um, so that's kind of one of the interesting things. I guess the other, other takeaway is 
I got a lot of fans are going to say I was being negative, but positive wise, uh, with the defense um, not doing what they did necessarily because I don't think Missouri is very good, but doing it with two backups starting. Yeah. Uh, Trey Williams was out, Javarius Davis was out, and uh, you couldn't really tell. Um, and that's a good thing uh, if you're Auburn. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, where you don't miss a beat, you've got backups coming in, playing well. Now, a lot of fans talked about Richard McBride, but also Jeremiah Denson continues to really look impressive. Jamel Dean played well. Um, so uh, that would be my biggest positive takeaway, just the defense. If you're going to take two starters away and they still look that good, that's that's a pretty impressive you know, I know, uh, like I said, I don't think Missouri's very good, but they had a pretty decent quarterback. Um, yeah. Not a great game plan. Um, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Jamon Moore's a good receiver. They took him away. So I would think that uh, Kevin Steele, we didn't get to talk to him Sunday. We don't know. But I would guess he's feeling pretty good about that performance considering, you know, Trey Williams is you know one of the players that's at the heart of this defense. So. Yeah, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday night. We usually speak to the coordinators, Chip Lindsey and Kevin Steele, and we did not get them tonight. No explanation as to why. We got three players, two offensive linemen, and Trey Williams himself who, didn't who play. did not play. Uh, so you can't really talk about what happened on the field. But uh, the newsy thing out of all that, I would think, is that Auburn, uh, Gus Malzahn at least, I'm sure is going to play Trey Williams this week because – We've never gotten an injured yeah. player on the week they uh, were going to miss a game. So. Um, unless something happens between now and then, um, you know, there could be something happens in practice. But, I mean, I would imagine the right. plan right now is to uh, play him. Yeah, so that's a good thing for uh, for Auburn. And, and Gus Malzahn was saying all, all throughout the night, after the press conference, as he usually does, he's hopeful, hopeful, hopeful these other players will be ready. But I, I agree with you. I think the biggest question coming out of it is just, when are they going to have one of their top two tailbacks 100% healthy? Uh, How would you handle it? Because, look, they got Mississippi State, you got Ole Miss, you got LSU. How do you kind of get through that with them as they are right now? I start on Johnson against Mississippi State, and I have the plan of giving him about 15 carries. Have Cam Martin pick up most of the load well, after rest that. Rest Petway until he's healthy. Don't Rest Petway. I would rest Petway as much as possible, and then – uh, utilize Eli Stove as they did on some of those sweeps that were very successful with him. Um, and then maybe a little bit of Malik Miller here and there if they're in like a short yardage situation maybe. But I, they've got enough depth at running back to be okay, but they're not at that point of excellence that they could be at if Cameron Petway and Kerryon Johnson were well, both completely healthy. I just think healthy. It, the coaching staff has just shown a continued reluctance. You know, the, you know I know you downplay it, but no first quarter carries for Cam Martin, and then used you know used him, didn't use him for a drive, used him again. I think you could put you could put some more on his shoulders. I mean, until he fumbles or makes a mistake or, or does something, uh, he's looked like a competent running back. I agree. And, and he's got the skill set. I don't know why you'd want to run carry on to the ground when Cam Petway doesn't play. So then when Cam Petway gets back, carry on's banged up again. Because I think it's just all about experience. They're, they're obsessed with experience. That's why Cameron Petway played throughout the Mercer game when it was close and they were you know only up a touchdown with about eight and a half minutes left in the game. And they stuck with Petway and actually ran the ball a lot with him there in the latter minutes. Uh, before sealing it with another touchdown. Um, so do you think that's – I mean, because the defense is completely different. They'll go to a freshman 
with no experience. I mean, they did it last year with Marlon Davidson. They've thrown uh, a bunch of them in there this year, even at times where the game's competitive. Yeah. Um, Philosophy-wise, they seem very uh, different because yeah. uh, whereas Auburn's willing to play a Devon Barrett, they're only going to give him one play to play. I mean, that, that seems silly to me. Uh they they have listen. It's just Gus Malzahn. He has a way of working people in, and that's how he does it. And Chip Lindsey's following along with that. But don't you? I mean, don't you think they need to get both of them healthy for the stretch run? I mean, sure. If you're but not you also need to win games. If you're Gus Malzahn, I know. But I mean, you're, I, if you're Gus Malzahn, you're sitting there, and he loses to Mississippi State. What do you think happens? Yeah, but I mean, the why not sit Petway for against Mercer? I don't understand. Well. What happened against Mercer? They almost were in a ga- tight game there. They were in a tight game. They were up a touchdown. I, I never felt like Auburn was going to get beaten, but the coaches there are sitting there thinking we can't waste this. And from a coaching staff standpoint, they're trying to save themselves and a season. I get that, but I don't see why Cam Martin couldn't have done what, what Cam Fowler did. Well, I mean, what if, right? I mean, we got to see. He hasn't. He's, yeah, he's, he's put one ball on the wall, the, the ground. It was a, a dead play. Uh, has done fine. Uh, they I, want I experience, know. is what they kept saying. Now, I agree with you that that's obviously led to whatever's wrong with him right now, whether it's still the heel or an ankle, as they're saying now. Either way, Pelway has not been able to stay healthy since November of last Neither year. Neither has Carrion, though. And Carrion's been, I mean, that was a big knock on Carrion since he's been here, so he gets injured every year. Well, Petway, ever since he's been the running back, yeah. the starting running back, tailback, he's been getting injured. So. It's uh, it's strange, but I'll say this: Tim Horton's a running backs coach, and he seemingly gets something out of nothing. Even when that happens, you look back at Arkansas when they had like three tailbacks go down. They still think I still think they had like a one thousand yard rusher that year. I just think with the that the, it's going to come back to bite them at some point. The way they've handled it in this if, first. It depends game. if someone gets. What if Carryon's one hundred percent healthy this week? I just, I mean I'd have a hard time seeing. I know, but I'm just saying we, we don't know. No, I know, but I I'm just he, saying based on Carryon what... Johnson doesn't know if he's going to be 100 percent right. Healthy. But based on what we saw and what he said, I'm just saying it would be I would it would be a pretty big jump for him to be 100. percent I, I understand. But... After taking a, and he took 18 hits, yes, uh, and some well, of them were least. pretty good. You know, some were pretty good. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what's going to happen with that running back rotation. Auburn was not running the ball very well early in the game. Stidham was actually getting the bigger plays, and then Eli Stove. And uh, Cam Martin like extended yeah. things for them and really helped their rush average, which I think they finished at five yards per carry. There for a while, was hovering around 3.2, 3.4, well, 3.6. with 18 carries for 48, 47 and, yards. And was average what? A little 2. under 3. 7, yeah, yeah. 2.7 yards per carry. But he did play in a lot of short yardage situations, obviously, with the short field. So that skews the numbers a little bit. But you can tell Carrion was not full speed. I will say this. There was that run, one run out of the Wildcat where he ran to the right in the end zone. and uh, It was a combination of him doing a good job reading, but also Mizzou defense was so bad and had really, I want to say given up, but they, were, they weren't giving 100% effort uh, at that point in the game. But um, another thing, hey, listen, if you are traveling to Columbia, Missouri, and you're on a business trip and you're worried about game day traffic, <laughs> uh, don't worry. That, that was – the easiest town to maneuver through before the game. Well, I mean, they had crossing s- guards out. They had police out, like, 
helping people cross the street when they didn't need to. It's like, I think I see a car coming across the horizon. We, uh, I took pictures every half hour before the game, and the crowd at kickoff was... Atrocious. I mean, you'd see high school games worst, with, a, with a more attended games. Worst SEC environment I have ever seen in my life. And Auburn fans were much louder. I don't, I don't think there oh, were yeah. more Auburn fans, but the, the sections, two sections they had uh, were almost full. Um, and they were, uh, I mean, much more <laughs> sort of locked into and, the and, game. And I'll say this. It would have, to us in the press box, it probably would have been louder if they were on the other side of the stadium, too. Yeah. You have to remember, they're in the corner on our side, so we couldn't hear them. And it was a really. gold rush game. Yeah, it was so gold they were rush supposed, game. So they were supposed yeah. to be everywhere. supposed to be gold. There was not a lot of gold. The stands were very gray because yeah. you see it was the benches. But uh, just a horribly attended game. You can tell the fans there have given up on this team and Barry Odom, the head coach. Barry Odom. Uh, went on a rant after the game. Go check it out, auburnundercover.com, or you can just Google it and find it, I'm sure. That guy's on a very he's, – he's trying to decide between the red wire and the blue wire, and uh, I think both are going to uh, blow up in his face no matter what he picks. But once that game, you could just tell that once Auburn scored quickly, it was Oh, done. yeah, it was, it was done. It was just completely done. It was but, over. I it mean, was done. The fans were like, oh, okay. I mean, it was halftime. A- people were going, leaving. I mean, it was- and look, Auburn took care of business, which they didn't do against Georgia Southern at times and Mercer. So well, here's the other thing. I was it's a positive. Here's but- the other thing I was impressed with was the play calling when they got up and Chip's like, mixed we're going to go, we're going to mix yeah. it up. And also we're going to go deep again on you and hit our receivers in stride. Yeah. Uh, the one ball that Jared Sidham said he wishes he could have back was the throw to Will Hastings. He said when he threw it, the ball slipped out of his hand a little bit. Mm. And so instead of hitting him in stride, well, it hit, he had to slow up a little bit. Otherwise, it probably would have been a touchdown. Nate Craig Myers made a cameo appearance on the season. so he's Yeah, a- it was a nice catch, nice throw um, between defenders. Um, no, wait. I'm thinking of something else. He was wide open. He was wide the open. Defender I'm thinking of Kyle Davis having the one guy yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, but it was just one of those games, like, it just – Anything Auburn wanted to do, you just knew they were going to get down to the red zone. Yeah, score. it's hard to kind of sort of judge it in a way where you say, "Yeah, because they didn't have any resistance." How was how you know? Look, Auburn took care of business. They did everything they needed to do. They played well, but what does that get you when a team that yeah, that, that team might not team. win another game this season? I guess they they'll have Idaho. beat Idaho. They have Idaho on the schedule, so but that's it. They will beat the right? potatoes out of Idaho. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. So maybe so they'll probably lose everything. Uh, and, you know. There's some bad coaching going on there. They have they have talent. There's some bad coaching going on there. You have Drew Locke, and you're doing what you're doing on offense right now. Yeah. And Javon Moore. No excuse for that. They should be doing better. And uh, I think they're going to make a change. If they don't, I'd be surprised. Um, so, uh, but moving forward, as you said, maybe it's kind of hard to judge where Auburn stands right now offensively yeah. because of a game like that. But at the very least, I'll say this. Jarrett Sim has looked better the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And even when he was – he was under pressure at times against Mizzou. Let's not act like Mizzou didn't bring pressure. He made good decisions, rolling out, uh, throwing the ball away, um, and getting positive yardage when he had to, when he saw an opening. I thought he was very quick to make decisions instead of waiting. So that's why his runs were better, I thought. He, yeah. he made the decision to run – uh, much faster than uh, than say standing back there for six seconds and then going oh no one's open I better run right. he knew almost immediately if someone wasn't open and he, and he tried to make something out of nothing he did that he had thirty five yards on five carries that's what you want from him like a like a thirty yard forty yard rushing performance 
every week from him. If you, if that's happening, right. you're winning. You're winning football games. Um, defensively, I mean, like we just mentioned at the top of the show, Jeff Holland is everywhere. And there was one play, not Jeff Holland, but Marlon Davidson, uh, defensive end. He's back back from injury, by the way. Uh, played very well. He uh, went after the quarterback in the backfield, and he saw that they were probably developing a screen off to the left side. And Marlon kind of stood there in the middle of the field. I thought like, that was Derek Brown. I think it was Marlon. Okay. I, if not, whatever. It's a good. <laughs> it's good. It's good technique here. He he. He stood like in the middle of the field, almost like a basketball player playing yeah. horizontally on defense, like trying to figure out, okay, I'm not going to attack the quarterback because then maybe he'll run past me or throw the ball. And he played it well, and he was behind the play on the throw. But this defense is so well coached for Auburn. And we talk about how good they are and how they don't miss tackles, but the coaching, I think, is something that you see in a game like this mm-hmm. where you blow someone out and Mizzou's throwing everything they've got at you and then you're rotating a lot of players and backups, right. then you start seeing the coaching come through and the fundamentals and the technique. I think this game, more than anything, for the Auburn defense just shows how good the coaching is. Talent's there, obviously. We know that. The coaching is so good. They're getting the best out of everybody. Right? Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Stidham didn't get sacked, by the way. Malik Willis did get sacked. Malik Willis did, but Malik Willis was carrying the ball a lot and was, is a freshman. I'm just, um, I was just saying there was one sack left. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I want to talk about the offensive line. Casey Dunn started at center. Mm-hmm. We got the same lineup we saw Auburn utilized at the end of the Mercer game. Darius James dressed uh, and did not play. Right. Um, Darius James was taking rest with the second team offense at the during the warm-ups. Right. So I was thinking, man, maybe he will play, but he didn't. Uh, at the very at least, I don't think he did, unless I wasn't paying unless attention to the backups, yeah. But he obviously didn't start. I could um, look at the participation yeah. chart. Possibly. Well, that thing's not always accurate. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say that. Did Noah Igbenani not get that force? That, that tack the force fumble. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, miscues by the Missouri uh, PA announcer. It says Darius James did participate. It so does say so. Maybe yeah, he so did. Who knows? What um, worth, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing: we're busy riding and in a blowout like that when the clocks are running in the final eight nine minutes. And they're putting in backups. We're we're riding, trying to file stuff. So, and I haven't rewatched the game because we've been traveling all day. So, anyway, um, do you think that going forward, this might be the same offensive line we see against Mississippi State, where you got you kick Austin Golson out uh, to tackle to right tackle, and you put Casey Dunn in at center? It's the same and, thing that happened. That was a bug. That's a big bug on my back. Apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that thing. That was creepy. Um, it's it the same thing that bug. happened. Oh my gosh! It's the same thing that happened last year. Essentially, uh, we're three games in the season. Yeah. Injury happened with Xavier Dampier. Uh, he was playing center, and then they moved Golson back to center, uh, and then switched things around. And they perform much better. And they perform much better. And it seems like, um, at least for the time being, they found something that's working. Um, we didn't talk to Chip tonight, so it'll be interesting to see if we ever do talk to Chip, what he kind of assessed it uh, as, um, or it was just a matter of, you know, Darius James went through a scary thing on that Saturday, so maybe they was just giving him some more rest. Um, We don't know yet. Um, You know, they played well, but is it a matter of, look, they got through this week and they want to go back to him? I think that's possible. But I think at the same time, uh, you know, you have a, 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 what, game and a half basically with this group, and they're playing pretty well, and, um, uh, we did talk to Austin Golson tonight. He said he's 
made it sound like it's no big deal. Wherever they're going to put him, he's going to play, uh, and, and he's fine with it. He played some tackle yeah. Saturday night Yeah, in the game, in their Rebels package is what he called it. Yeah, so, um, well, he was at right tackle. He played left tackle. That's why. That's what they. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. he played they right tackle. He started at right tackle, but he flipped, flipped around. Him over to the left. Yeah. Tackle. So if you had me confused for a second, I was like, he started at tackle. Yes. Um, so uh, that could be something to watch. Um, uh, but like I said, I you know we we talked about this before the season, and I said it's possible with this line the way they kind of waited till the end of the camp to kind of pick the group and right. uh, commit to it that it might take a couple of weeks to find yeah. uh, the starters or find chemistry and now they found a different group and maybe that's where the chemistry lies. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and look, Casey Dunn's experience makes sense. He's you know, yes. one of the most experienced guys on the team. Uh, you know, yeah, had, despite being a you know, transfer. A lower level, but he had experience playing top he's an tier all, and he's competition an all-American every in year. You know, they played LSU, they played Auburn, so um, kid that played at a high level wherever he's been, so um. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, Auburn, of course, plays Mississippi State later this week, Saturday. We'll talk more about that later in the week. I like Auburn's chances. I'll just say that. Uh, Mississippi State was blown out by Georgia on the road. Georgia looking like they're going to win the SEC East, at least early in the season here. The East looks like a mess. Setting up a big showdown here at the end Possibly. of the Possibly. I'll tell you this. SEC overall, underwhelming. Don't you yes. think? It's a mess. Oh, there are so many coaches. But at the same time, look, Auburn has to beat Georgia this year. Yeah, sure. That's a must-win game. So Georgia looking good, it's not Not, not good for Auburn. Not good so for Auburn. The best thing that could happen for Auburn is if Georgia has a contra- quarterback controversy and things get messy. Well, it looks those like things, they might. Those things can have a... Those things can, can those things can derail a team. Uh, a little bit. I mean, if I you're not... Know. If you don't got the leadership or... These are young kids, too, they're dealing with. So I it's kind of tough. But... Eason can't be happy if he gets if benched for it. But if you're winning, yeah, that cures a lot of things for players. You just tell Eason around. to go to his corner and then quiet down. But so, um, but the SC, I mean, goodness gracious, Texas A&M and Arkansas was uh, two dumpster fires colliding in a back alley, and it was fun to watch. But I mean, just two bad defenses. Florida keeps surviving. On Florida keeps surviving. They're surviving. I, 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 that might just be good coaching. I don't know. Maybe it's just good coaching. I don't know. It, it could be. It's I mean, got to be. How do you consistently do that? It's got to be coaching. And they seem to survive. They find a way to survive to the end of the year, and they get the yep. SC, and the last two years have been the same so, thing. So. Um, but uh, in South Carolina, goodness gracious, escapes against Louisiana Tech. Well, LSU struggling against Syracuse, putting them away late. It was right. 28-26, and then they scored a touchdown in the final two minutes. LSU obviously overrated from where they were at number 12 in the nation. I always thought they were overrated. I thought Edward Orgeron was a bad, bad hire. I mean, listen, if, if LSU were, were for some reason to have a losing season this year, I would not discount them just firing at Orgeron and restarting again. Um, and really, it wouldn't be a restart because this is pretty much a carryover from Les Miles anyway. Uh, th- there's no reason they should be winning a game that close against Syracuse at night in the Bayou. Uh, they were, I think, 22-point favorites in that game. Now, listen, uh, Auburn – been heavily favored against teams and played them close, but uh, the amount of talent LSU has right yeah. now, whew, man, and the and the assistant coaches they have, you know, Matt Canada and, and Dave Aranda, uh, that shouldn't be happening. But you look across the SEC and these coaches who a lot of people would sit there and go, how's that guy survive after this year? Or he's on a hot seat. I seems mean, like there's six guys there's, on the It seems bubble. like there's a lot of them. Yeah. Kevin Sumlin. 
Brett Bielema, who I don't think is going to get fired because he's got such a big buyout at Arkansas, which is silly. But you got Butch Jones. Butch Jones at Tennessee, who, I mean, he's a lobster sitting in boiling water. He might <laughs> that's be the a, that's a vivid. he might be the only person around him that doesn't realize that the water's hot. Um, uh, you know, I think Derek Mason's fine, even though they got man Alabama absolutely dominated them, fifty nine nothing. You know, Jim McElwain, I think, is a good coach, but but the fans there are so upset all the time. Yeah. Florida Florida fans are a little bit different, I'll say that. Like, they're very hard on their coaches, even when they're winning. Um, I've been told that when even when the, during the Tim Tebow days. It was amazing that how the fans were to the coaches and players. Um, uh, where else? Uh, Ole Miss situation. Ole Miss in, situation. And they don't know what the penalties are, so that could be a – just uh, sort of waiting in place for everything to kind of yeah. happen. So. And, you know, uh, what if Mississippi State somehow rebounds, keeps winning? Does Dan Mullen finally leave Starkville, or does he stay there? I don't know. This will be an interesting showdown. It seems like with this is a game sort of almost similar to LSU and Auburn last year where it's two diverging paths for the teams, right? Uh, no, because that game last year was more or less Auburn-LSU last year was more or less like, you know, the loser of this could probably get fired. Well, I mean, not, not necessarily, but I'm just fired. saying it, that it both these teams' seasons kind of hinge on this game, that things could fall Yeah, apart. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like that in the past yeah. in this series because it's been usually earlier in the season. And, uh, I mean, just look back even 2015, that was later in the year. Auburn was a top-four team, so was Mississippi State, I think, at the time. And Auburn lost, and the season kind of fell apart from there back in 2000. Or, and, excuse me, 2014. And you have to remember what Auburn did to Mississippi State last year. Right. <laughs> they just they, they steamrolled them. At their place. Yeah. So it's sort of like, look, if Mississippi State comes in here and wins, like how did this team with most of the same players get worse from the team that beat them by whatever, 50 points last yeah. year, 40 points? Mississippi State gets crushed last week, and if they come in and lay another egg – how do you have a quarterback that's what was he all SEC second team or something preseason and you know uh, a lot of talent dual threat guy and you know you know you can't score points so um, yeah what, what it just seems like it'll be a game that well, kind of determines the path and there. this leads to this great win for Auburn against Missouri but that doesn't mean that Gus Malzahn's free and clear obviously he, he said they're back well you know he may, he's talking about Daniel Carlson he said it was no so he loud. said. No, he's, no he's, he's back and we're back. He said, exactly. well, no, that's not what he said. Not exactly. He said, he's talking about Daniel Carlson having yes. the two field goals. He goes, he's back and I like to think we are too. Yeah. No one really heard that. And I followed up and go, hey, you just said that you were back. And he's like, oh, I mean, we had three, all three phases we did well and I think we're improving and all that. But he did say that. And you're like, whoa, what do you mean you're back? Whoa. Uh, those are some Where'd strong you guys words. Go? Yeah. Where'd you go, buddy? Um, but, uh, it's, uh, listen, Mizzou's awful. Auburn is improving, but Mizzou is awful. Mississippi State will be a much more difficult challenge this week. They'll uh, be a much more motivated bunch and not give up. Oh, yeah, because uh, State realizes that if they want to stay in the thick of things and have a great season, they got to win this game. Same for Auburn. Yeah. So, yeah, I think both teams facing similar situations, though, one coach's seat is a lot hotter, obviously. You know, Dan Mullen could probably coach at Mississippi State another five years if he wanted to. Um, you went losing seasons. Um, well, not losing seasons every year, but you know what I mean. He's, he's, got, he's got some good uh, 
He's got some goodwill built goodwill up there. Goodwill built up there. And, I mean, they've expanded the stadium for him. They've built all these complexes. They're making money. They're winning games. Okay. Let's go to viewer questions. As I, as viewer. I said. Viewer. Viewer? Did I say listener again? You said viewer, viewer questions. Goodness gracious. Listener questions. I'm tired. How's Woody Barrett there. doing? <laughs> oh, man. We had a Facebook Live. It was We had a Facebook Live Sunday night. It was the worst thing ever. I was just talking about Malik Willis, and I just said Woody Barrett out of nowhere. You know when you're in a dream, everybody, and you're having all these things are happening, and you feel like you're in control of it, and then you're not, but then for five seconds you're in control of what happens next in the dream, but then you lose grasp of it? That's how I felt on the Facebook Live. That's how tired I was. I, felt I feel like, like I I've just stepped into a multiverse of some sort. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. It was some inception going on. <laughs> I, Some inception. Yeah. Just a little bit of inception. My Not totem, total inception. My totem fell over, and I didn't see it <laughs> fall over, and I don't know what happened. Um, okay. Listener questions. We And by the way, we appreciate you listening to the Auburn Undercover podcast. You should go to auburnundercover.com and subscribe. Go to the bottom, get a message board. You can interact daily with us. It's amazing. Mike is such a warm, fuzzy guy on the boards. I am. And everybody loves him. I, I'm warm and fuzzy all the time. <laughs> Okay, Carson Haygood asks from the Twitter machine, only time will tell, but do you personally feel as if the offense is improving or was the explosion just because it was a bad Mizzou team? What? <laughs> Why not you pay attention? Goodness gracious. A long question. Do you feel like the offense is improving? Yeah. I do too. But I mean... I'll, I'll, I, look, you don't get points for improving on something that should have been better in the first place, too. That's the hard thing for me. Like, this offense, we were told all – I mean, you know, you sit in this room and you hear the coaches all through spring, all through fall camp, we're going to come out, we're going to – we have a veteran team, we, this is this is it, they're going to seize the moment. And apparently the moment was week four. It's hard to give him say and say, like, look, congrats on playing well against a terrible team four weeks into the season after being – fairly pedestrian for th- through the first three weeks that's why i have a hard time sort of giving them uh kudos uh whereas the defense look they've been good every single game and against good competition against clemson and the offense well i mean i'll say this this is auburn's largest margin of victory on the road since 2003 what does that mean what, what's that mean it doesn't matter they played just, some bad teams points. too. That's points. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, look, if they would have kept, points. they would have kept starters in against Arkansas last year, that could have been one hundred and four to zero. I don't think about one hundred four to zero, but one hundred three because I think they got the field goal at the end of the half. <laughs> but whatever. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you kind of think about margin of victory as sort of a meaningless. Whatever. Well, they 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 scored when they had to score and they had the ball. What else are you supposed to do? They forced four turnovers on defense. The offense scored and took was it advantage. Three turnovers? Or three. Was it three? So. Did it you four. watch the game last night? It's four turnovers total. Three. One interception, two forced fumbles? Don't do this. There's a turnover on downs. <laughs> I gotta go. Fake punt. Doesn't count. As a tur- you know you're going to smile and you're lying. Don't do this. Hey, we're going to the stat machine. No, going to the paper. If I'm right, you owe me a hot dog. I owe you a hot dog. Let's see. Fumbles. They're saying it's only. What the heck? One one fumble return, one interception. It's only two turnovers, so you're both wrong? No, 17 points off turnovers, so it's three turnovers. Dude, stop it. Oh, no, Missouri lost three three fumbles? 
What was the third fumble? <sighs> what did I tell you? <laughs> Four turnovers. Three fumbles, one interception. What was the third fumble? Goodness gracious. You can't name Late the in the game. <laughs> when we were busy riding and realized the game was a boat race on the Lake of the Ozarks, it was over with. Well, we were in the tent. Maybe that we were, in the, we were tent. in the tent. We're in a tent. They secluded us in a on. tent with no TV to watch at the end of the seven last couldn't seven minutes it. of the game. And obviously, we couldn't like hear based on reaction. All right, okay. So, in my defense, listeners, no, no, no defense. You're wrong. Like always, Drew Lock fumbled yeah. with. Less than six minutes to go in the game. Yeah. Uh, Ty- Tyron Truesdale uh, recovered it. Uh, Jordan Peters forced the fumble. Yeah, on the yeah, on the big yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I was under the stadium at no, that point. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Weren't you standing right next to me in the stands? Were we walking down on the stands? I didn't see. We the play. were standing there for a while. No, they, we they weren't standing when this happened. They, they they were letting us on the field at that point. No, they weren't. I wasn't paying attention. No. I'm saying, I Listen, everybody, I want to tell you something. I'm Michael saying. was the biggest liar. They would not let us on the field until there was five minutes they, left. They, they, and so we stood. They, sh- they let us on the field as that play was happening. No, they and did I was not. watching my feet because I don't want to fall. Because our colleague, now this is this is a true story. Our, our colleague, Wes, had an incident at Jordan Hare Stadium. Up names. Had, uh, had an incident at Jordan Hare Stadium. Falling down the stairs, a, a member of the media, credentialed member of the media, because he wasn't paying attention and seriously damaged his ankle, and some say never recovered. But I didn't want to do that, and so I was watching my feet, and I did not see. I just thought it was a turnover on downs. So, all right, for you Hi, listeners Wes. out there still listening, um, I was right. Michael was wrong, and he decided to try to explain himself. I explained myself. I was wrong, but I, I did explain. You're myself. done. How's Woody Barrett doing? Is he? Is he? Is, is this his year? Listen, all right, Jake Winfrey asks, are you satisfied? Are you good? That's an inside joke. I laughed. Uh, let's see. Randy Lee Jr. asks, do, I think that, do we think the tight end becomes part of the game plan? No. <laughs> Seems like we saw a few more formations with them involved last night. No. Uh, I don't think so either. Three years I've been on the speed. Three years that they've said that that's going to happen. Three years it hasn't happened. Uh, they'll throw a touchdown to Jalen Harris at some point or something this season, and that's about it. They'll they'll pick a spot where they want to use a specific play, but um, as far as them being like a uh, consistent uh, threat, uh, no. Uh, who will be the starting five for Auburn basketball this season? I don't have an answer. Um, Mike, basketball B-writer. Great. Thanks for listening to the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I've been your host, Brennan Marcello. (laughs) Is that really where you're going to leave me? Are we done? Is this it? Are we calling? You're not going to answer the question? All right. Well, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking looking up. (laughs) Names escape me at this time of the day. Worst Facebook Live ever and the worst end of a podcast. All right. So... I think Davion Mitchell will get minute, the same amount of minutes as Jared Harper. But I think Jared Harper will be the starting uh, point guard. I think um, – and then Mustafa at the two. And then right? Perifoy at the three. Uh-huh. Chuma at the four. And Austin Wiley at the five. There you go. Good stuff. That's my that's my guess. Good stuff. Hopefully, it's not as wrong as uh, Brandon's prediction of Nate Craig Myers being the offensive MVP this season for the team. What did he do last night? Uh, he had a touchdown, but he had a touchdown catch, one catch, first not touchdown pass for Auburn since the season opener. 
Is that right? Yes, sir. This offense is back. Will Hastings leading the team with 210 receiving yards. He matched his total. 11, 11 catches, catches. Yeah, from last season. We got any more reader questions? No, that's it. How are you, Brandon? Actually, someone asked me on that on Twitter, and, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm uh, tired. Uh, didn't realize Batman Day was Saturday during the game. So yeah. I missed out on that. I missed out on that. You know, I don't know what it in, uh, entails. By Tweeting the way, about it, I would imagine. I didn't, I didn't tweet about it. By the way, a red balloon floated outside the stadium before kickoff. And Brandon was, may or may not have peed his pants. That was a little scary. Um, For I, those of the readers that don't know, that's a reference to the movie It. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is. Make sure and rub your stomachs clockwise. All right, everybody. Thanks for And if you listening. haven't checked out our Facebook Live from don't, Sunday don't night, do it. you should avoid it at all costs because it is really, really bad. It's horrible. Um, and we are sorry for putting that out in the world. Uh, we'll try to do better. We probably won't, but we'll try. Half the half half Facebook Live, we were holding a microphone that wasn't on, but you could still hear us. And then when we turned it on, on, people were complaining that we turned it on. Um <laughs> We were called fat a lot, which is actually what pretty pretty, pretty standard. No one ever does that. Pretty standard. The fat bearded guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good stuff. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Auburn Undercover Podcast, presented by WeHaveDonuts.com. Located in Birmingham, tax dollars in the state. That's good. Buy donuts. They have donut walls. It's the best thing since uh, Great Wall of China. I should write slogans. That was really bad. We have donuts. Are we still, are we still taping? We're still taping. Okay. So thanks for listening. Uh, go to Auburn Undercover for full coverage. Join up. Get a seven-day free trial. It's always awesome. And then you can cancel if you don't like it. Like, if you just don't like Michael's face, you can cancel. <laughs> and I completely understand. Uh, um, or his negative headlines. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so anyway. Deep cuts here, man. Uh, Woo. Big week, Just though. don't insult Brandon on Twitter because, man, watch out. He'll get you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, big week for Auburn coming up against Mississippi State. Hopefully we get to speak to the coordinators later this week. If not, we'll speak to Gus Malz on Tuesday and have full coverage from that as well. Thanks for listening to the Auburn Undercover Podcast. <laughs>